0: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 496 and session number 154 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I do it every single week, every single Friday, and I'm coming back at you today with a little bit of energy, I'm a little fired up today, a little more than usual, and I don't know why, I just am, so uh, hopefully you guys are as fired up as I am. Now today, what we're gonna be talking about, just to kinda let you guys know the questions we're gonna be addressing, unique product buying opportunities. Sometimes things come come up, or maybe after you contact a supplier, opportunities happen by taking action, and you're going to hear this one situation that one listener had, and we're going to dig into that, and you also can have these opportunities happen if you are actually putting yourself out there, but also if you know what to look for. The other one that we're going to be talking about is reviews and discounts. We're going to be talking about that, and we're also going to be talking about dealing with competitors those competitors that are coming in. Hey, it might be you coming into the market or it might be someone else coming in after you. There's going to be competition. There's no way around it. We're going to talk about how to deal with that and why a lot of times you just got to put your head down and get to work, but we're going to talk about that. Now, before I do jump into those questions, I wanted to remind you if you have a question of your own and you want to have it answered here in an upcoming Ask session, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And you can do that. Just leave a brief message with your first name, maybe where you're tuning in from, and hey, maybe how long you've been a listener. Maybe that would be something else we can add to that uh, recording there, that voicemail. That'd be awesome. And then the other thing is, is the show notes. If you guys wanna download the show notes to this episode, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 496. And you can grab all the show notes, the transcripts, all that good stuff over there. Now I do have a little confession to make. Uh, yeah, I got a little confession. Today's episode is 496, and it's session 154, but really it's like 153. I I messed up. I actually had everything labeled in place, and I didn't realize that last week's episode 153 should have been 150, uh, 152. <laughs> so. I'm just going to roll with it. We're going to skip over 152, just so I don't have to go back and and figure out uh, how, how I can get that edited, and there's no reason to. It's one number. We're going to just go with it, all right? So this is session 154, um, but in actuality, it's really 153, but you guys don't really care, right? We're going to answer these questions today on this episode. It's episode 496, though, all right? So before we jump into today's questions, you guys know I like to give you my thoughts for the week or whatever's going on in my head. And this week, I was actually having a conversation uh, with a good friend of mine, Joel Bauer, and I recently had him on the podcast. We talked a lot about mindset and why people fail and why, why people succeed and how people succeed and kind of like going over that mindset stuff that's always like a stumbling block for a lot of us, including myself at times. Uh, but we were talking a lot about dreaming. Like, I don't mean the dreams that you go to bed and you dream something and you wake up and you go, oh, that was a weird dream or, oh, that was a cool dream. Like, not talking about that. I'm talking about dreaming in general of like what your life would look like or what you would like to have on your bucket list. Like, these are things that people don't generally do because they're so stuck in the day-to-day everyday grind, right? Like of what's happening. And they don't allow themselves to dream also because they don't believe in themselves to achieve that dream. And it's really not your fault. Again, going back to myself, you know, I, I was guilty of this myself. Like I didn't think I had the qualifications to be able to go out there or the education to go out there and build an online business going back 15 years ago. Like I didn't believe in myself. Right. So I didn't dream. I didn't dream of that. I never could have dreamt that I would be able to have my own successful brick and mortar business by myself with my wife. Never thought I would have been able to do that. Did that. Uh, So I totally achieved that dream of having that flexible schedule to be able to be with my son at all the baseball games and coach him and be at all my daughter's volleyball games and all of that stuff, right? Like never dreamed that when I was in it that I could actually achieve that. I didn't allow myself until I... I had a little bit of help from my wife and, you know, even my father, you know, like telling me like, you know, you're smart in these other ways. You could totally do it. So started believing in myself. Right. And then again, starting to allow me to dream. And what I mean by dreaming again is like thinking to yourself like right now, like, like what would life be like right now? Like what would make life awesome for you if fill in the blank, Right. Like, so my life would be awesome if fill in the blank. Right. Because everyone else, you know, they might have something a little bit different than I do. Right. Like maybe you're listening and you're like, yeah, I don't really care about like staying uh, home more and being with my family. I'd rather I just want to be able to get out of this job because I hate it. Right. And you just want to do something that you're really excited about every day. That's fine. Right. But yours is going to be different. But here's the deal. It's and again, that's why I said it's not our fault. We've been kind of conditioned over the years from society, from people around us, just we've been, we've been told things that make us limit the amount of dreaming that we can do. It's like they've set these limits, right? Like you can't do that because you don't have the education. You need to have an education in order to be successful. Wrong. But for people that are being told that they would never allow themselves to dream bigger, right? And again, that's what we've been told. All right. So if you've been told that and you're limit limiting yourself to the dreams, I'm telling you right now, I'm giving you permission right now to dream. And I don't mean dreaming like I want to go to the moon. If that's one of your dreams, that's fine. it will be a little bit harder. But I'm talking about most of the things that we that we want. Okay. That would be a, you know, you're like, I could never imagine that happening to me. That's a dream. Right. That's a dream of yours. That's a that, that, that's something that would make your life you know more fulfilling. It would make it where you are happier, like all of that stuff. Again, though, we've been told, you know, from other people or just society and conditioned ourselves that, you know, here's one. Money doesn't grow on trees. How many times have you heard that? I heard it growing up because my father was raised that way and then he passed it on to me. And then I started telling my kids that in the beginning. And now I don't say that. I'm like, yeah, you want it. Go get some money. Go buy it. Like that's, that's the conversation. It's out there. There's plenty of it out there. It's circulating. Like money is everywhere. You just got to figure out how to create value to go out there and make, I mean, think about it. Like everyone is doing a service to earn the money. So the money's there. It's a matter of figuring out how are you going to go out there and grab some of that money. So this way here, you can start creating the lifestyle that you want. Like the money's there. It's flowing. It's just, you need to figure out a way to get in front of it. Okay. Okay. Again, the other one that I always I got a little bullet point list here. You have to go to college to be successful. I said that one a few times because that was really a that was really a big one for me, okay? Or how about this one? You have to work 30 years before you can retire. Really? Like I don't want to wait 30 years to retire. Like, I don't, I don't want to wait. It was funny. The other day I was on a walk with my wife and my older daughter, my 22 year old, she was visiting us. Um, she's currently living in Seattle, but she was visiting us and we were walking at about 11, 11 AM and we were walking, uh, you know, on our, on our street and there was a retired couple and they were walking by. They're like, what are you guys doing work? Uh, walking at 11 AM. You guys, you guys can't be retired. You're too young to retire. And I'm like, no, we're, we're kind of retired. <laughs> And then we just kept walking because a lot of people think your age determines if you're retiring. Now, I don't look at retirement as everyone else does, maybe right. Retirement to a lot of people is like, all right, I'm done. I punched the clock for the last time. I'm going to go sit on the beach and drink my ties. That's retirement for some people. or That's what they think it is, right? For me, it's doing exactly what I'm doing right now, building businesses that I want to right? Being able to go out and serve people through this podcast. And I want to continue to do that. And I've got even bigger plans to reach more people in other aspects of life, not just business maybe, right? Like, so all of these things that I'm going to be doing as I retire, (laughs) you know, like it's not retirement to me. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep doing what I love doing. And then the money will just continue to flow, right? Now, are you going to think about ways that you can monetize? Of course you are, right? But When you start to get yourself in the mindset that you don't have to wait because you're not waiting because you're doing something that you genuinely want to do. And maybe that business that you're starting right now isn't going to be the thing, but it's going to be the vehicle that'll get you to your next thing, right? Or the money that'll finance the next thing, but you don't have to wait 30 years before you retire. That's craziness. Like that is absolutely crazy, right? So I don't want to wait. All right. And I don't think you have to wait. But again, we've been told that, you know, like, oh, so how many more years before you retire? I'm retired, man. Like I'm doing what I love to do. That's retirement to me, right? I can go ahead and say, I want to go to a ball game next week with my, with my family and I can do it, right? I just have to put it in my schedule and build stuff around it. But it's, you know, that's, that to me is living, right? So here's your permission. All right, your permission to dream. I want you to dream. I want you to think about what life would be like if. My life would be awesome if. Fill in the blanks, have fun with it. You know, don't, don't limit yourself to what other people have told you. Don't limit yourself to what you think you can achieve because I'm telling you, you can do more than you imagine. You can do way more than you can imagine. You have skill sets that you don't even, you don't even know you have, right? Now, do you need to be reminded every now and then? Yes. But keep coming back here and I'll keep reminding you because I think everyone has a skill set built inside of them. All they got to do is just tap into it and you got to continue to take action like I always say. I had my pool guy here the other day and, uh, you know, and I get it all the time. Like, you know, so how can you be here at like 1230 in the afternoon? Every time I come, you pop out and you say, hello, how can you do that? And I'm like, cause I work from home and he's like, well, you know, what do you do? You know, and I go through the whole thing, you know, online businesses, e-commerce, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, man, I wish I could work from home like you. And my response was you can, <laughs> I said, you can, you absolutely can. Why can't you? He's like, well, I got a business, I got a brick and mortar. I go, yeah, you can have people run that, and you can sell pool accessories online and you can teach homeowners online how to care for their pools and spas, right? His dream of working from home is totally possible, but he doesn't think he can because he doesn't have the skill set. I don't have the skill set. I'm not a computer guy. I'm not a computer guy. I can't do it. But here's the thing: dream it, create a plan, take action, and you'll have it. Period. Like, yeah, are you going to have bumps in the road? Of course, but you're going to learn through those bumps in the road, but you can totally have it. You know, my pool guy can have it. If he wants it, it's there. All the resources are out there. He just doesn't believe in himself. All right. So here's my, here's again, I'm going to let you guys know you guys have permission right now from me to dream, dream. All right. And think about what life would be like if, all right, if I could do this, it would be amazing. And then make that thing happen. All right. And again, like I've said before, you know, this podcast all started with me, you know, talking about like me starting an online business on Amazon, but I started other online businesses and other brick and mortar businesses. It's just, this was the vehicle to allow me to connect with you and then help you if you want it to be able to start a business on Amazon or off of Amazon and then start building that online business. So this way here, you can learn through that process, but then move on to the next thing that you want to, uh, you know, where you want to go, where you want to dream to go, right? Like that's, that's what it's been for. So hopefully by me having a little bit of a platform here to be able to reach you, hopefully this, this gave you a little something today. And that's, that's really what I want for you. I want you to, I want you to go out there and believe in yourself and to go out there and just make it happen. Like you're just, again, you got to be so stubborn to not fail to not give up because you only fail when you give up. Don't give up, right? And you don't fail. All right. It's as simple as that. All right. So, all right. It was a little bit longer uh, than I expected as usual, but uh, hey, it's good stuff. I mean, I really, I really believe in this stuff. All right. So, all right, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and listen to today's first question from our first caller and uh, I'll go ahead. I'll give you my answer. Let's do this. Let's rock and roll.
1: Hey, Scott, this is Levi from Chicago. I had a question about a product that I'm looking at sourcing. I've been talking to several suppliers and I've um, picked a couple that I want to have get samples from. Uh, one of the suppliers I talked with actually sent me a spreadsheet that they have uh, one of their buyers from last year. They said went bankrupt and they have all of their inventory just sitting there. And they asked if I would want to purchase um, purchase this for a very, an extremely reduced price, um, which I thought was very intriguing. Um, you know, it looks like they have there's 41 different products. They're all very similar, and in the you know same area that I'm looking at selling, I see a lot of possibilities for bundling. But I'm wondering, is it worth it? Like I said, there's 41 different products. Um, what I have to make different uh, listings for every one of these products or could if i did bundle them i know i could put them on the same listing i just yeah it seems like a lot of work and i thought that would be a great way to kind of test the market to see what does sell what doesn't sell and obviously go from there um, ordering larger quantities of what does sell well but it just seems like a ton of work i'm not sure if you have ever ran into this but if you have any advice, that would be great. Thank you.
0: Hey, Levi, thank you so much for the question. And uh, I was going back through my emails, and I think you and I were going back and forth a little bit. And depending on when this airs, I think Chris and I are going to be doing a uh, YouTube video and discussing exactly uh, your situation. But what I wanted to do is is kind of go through this quickly here on this Ask Scott session, because I think for a lot of people... They don't realize that sometimes these opportunities will come across, you know, their their desk in a sense because uh, because they're out there and they're con- they're connecting with other suppliers. Now, in your case, this is a very unique situation, which is is really awesome, right? Like you're getting an opportunity that a lot of people might not have a chance for, but I want people to understand just from your question that there are going to be opportunities. The more that you put yourself out there, the more connections that you make with suppliers, these things can happen. All right. Or just connections in general, right? Because there's going to be people that go bankrupt Right. There's going to be people that get started and they don't pick the right product and then they bail on it and they leave it at the border and then it gets brought back and then they have to, you know, they have to, uh, you know, liquidate them and then you could buy them as a liquidation. Now, there does have to be some thaw in this. Now, it sounds like and I think that's what you said in your message here was that these are products that are totally related to the to the niche that you're going to be going into. That would have been my question to you. Again, if we're sitting down at that coffee shop is, you know, is this a brand that you are building? If you are building a brand and you have 41 potential products to test in the market, I think that is awesome. Okay. The problem with it is it's going to be a little overwhelming, right? You got 41 products. What ones do I bundle? I got to create brand new listings. Am I wasting time on some of these that I know aren't going to really work? So We got to go back to the drawing board as far as we got to look at the search results for some of these products. We got to figure out creatively what products are selling the best, right? What ones are you going to make a little bit better or are you going to bundle to make that, that offer better, right? Because even though you might not be making the products necessarily unique, the bundle or the way that you sell them together could be unique. The other question would be, is if you do bundle them, will this company bundle them for you? That's another question that I would need the answer to. Uh, The other question I would be asking is, are they going to give you unique packaging? Is this going to be packaging that's already done with their brand name on it, their logo on it? That wouldn't be good. Then I would have to say, well, we we might do it, but you got to take them out of their packaging. got to give us new packaging on our stuff, right? So those are some questions. But the first thing that you need to do is you need to start drilling into the numbers. So you have like a catalog of potential products that you can go ahead and start to, uh, basically, you can almost immediately get them shipped to you and start, right? Unless they're not branded with, you know, unless you gotta do uh, unique packaging and stuff like that, which you might, you probably will. Uh, But you need to figure out which ones are the best ones to start with. My other question would be, would this company be willing or this supplier, would they be willing to allow you to maybe maybe buy five of them, right? Five different SKUs or five different bundles, whatever, like five SKUs. Would they be willing to, to let you do that and hold the other ones for right now for you? That way there, you don't have to go and buy them all. Like that would be another question that I would need the answer to, because if that's the case, then you can kind of pick and choose which ones you want, unless they say, no, we want to sell all of them. Like we want to sell all of them, get them out of our, get them out of our inventory. That's another, you know, that that's another question that you'd have to ask yourself because now you're going to be putting up a whole bunch of money and you're not sure if all of these products are going to lend themselves to each other or they're going to sell well together. But again, it goes back to, is this a brand that you are looking to build? And these products will all fit that brand. If that's the case then I would say go to that first step of looking at the search results, looking at the traffic, looking at the sales numbers. What ones have the lowest amount of competition that you aren't going to have to fight with competition for? All of those questions would have to be addressed in there. But I think this is a great opportunity uh, for you, but anyone else listening, again, that you get in with a supplier and I I go back to our new brand that we're with right now, um, or that we're building right now. Like my partner has done a phenomenal job at making great connections with our suppliers and out of about probably, gosh, 20 different, you know, suppliers that they've been communicating with. There's three that we're dealing with. And one of them actually was working a, it was uh, the the agent of this of this supplier was working for this one manufacturer. They've since left, but when they left, my partner had such a good relationship with this agent that um, we were able to work a deal out that this agent was now working for us privately. So now instead of the manufacturer her uh, the manufacturer buy or I'm paying her so much per piece, we're doing that. So we kind of cut out the middleman in a sense, and now we're going directly with our agent and we know that we're paying, you know, so much per piece and the more product that we source through that agent, the more that they are, that they are going to make. So, you know, why wouldn't they want to help us find more product, right? So again, same thing here. And I know it's a little off topic, but it's the same idea. These connections are everything. And if you didn't reach out to that one supplier, you never would have had this opportunity, So again, it goes back to the whole taking action thing, right? Like get out there, make these connections. You might have to go through 20 different suppliers before you find yours. But once you do find that one that could lead you to things like this right here, a business going bankrupt and them giving you a tip off for it, that could really go well in your brand, totally worth it, right? So Levi, hopefully that helped you. Like I said, Chris and I are going to be doing a hot seat um, where we're going to really dig in a little bit deeper. Hopefully in the meantime, you can give us some more information. I think we've already reached out to you and we've gotten some of that information. So we'll be able to dig in a little bit deeper um, with some of these numbers. So we have a better idea of where you are in this process and also how related this is to your brand. So um, thanks for the question and uh, definitely look forward to digging into this a little bit further and also sharing it with everyone. Everyone that's listening right now so super excited about that so let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer
2: hi Scott this is Ryan from South Florida I want to first thank you so much for the amazing information you give away and and offer to all of us I uh, came across your podcast about a month ago and have really took some uh, serious action found an amazing product that I believe is amazing and uh, have samples on the way and really looking forward to, to getting it going um, my question is with regard to discounted reviews. Uh, I know that we're supposed to build an audience, and uh you know when the time is right for us to start uh you know launching the product, basically offer um some discounts to this audience that we've built up and it looks like Amazon has completely taken away um the reviews or they are taking away all the reviews that are even a little bit discounted. It looks like even smaller discounts uh, are being completely removed from Amazon. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that and see uh, ways to sort of work around this or work with it or or also what what to do in order to, um, you know, still go with that offering discounts, trying to get reviews or if there are some other tactics now. But Thank you so much again. And I'll look forward to uh, hearing your answer.
0: Hey, Ryan, thank you so much for the question. And uh, this is a good one. And I love talking about this because I think, a lot of times people are looking at the wrong thing. All right, and here's what I mean. Your question is reviews and discounts and can people still leave a review if they get a discount and if they can't leave a review, why should I still give away my product at a discount and why should I even go through that whole process or how can I still give a discount and still get a review? Like those are like the overall like questions, right? But first off, before I even dig into that, I just want people to understand that when we are doing a launch, getting the reviews is secondary. I'm not looking at the reviews. And I know that goes against some other people that are out there teaching or that you're following maybe, and that's okay. That's not my approach. That's not our approach. We find products that have low competition that are not driven by reviews. So that's not our main focus. Reviews will start to come naturally. That's what we've been doing in the new brand and it works lovely. It works great. Okay. But If you're, if you're going after the sales in the beginning, expecting the reviews, I think that's a bad approach and you could be disappointed because Amazon will be changing this stuff all the time. Now, I personally have not seen where we give a 30% discount that someone can't leave a review. I have not seen that as of right now. Now, does that mean that that's across the board? I can't say that for sure. Okay. But again, If I'm giving a 30% off discount with a code and someone has to enter that in or click on a button to get it, whatever, and now that reduces my chance of reviews, am I still going to give away that discount? Absolutely. Yes. And the reason is, is because I'm really just going after the sale. I'm trying to get sales to let Amazon know that my product is selling, so then they start to rank me and give me more eyeballs. Once I have more eyeballs on my listing and I can sell organically, reviews will, will, they will stick, right? Because they're gonna be coming from that. Now, here's one little thing you could do, but again, you're going to need control of the traffic and and letting people know, and this is something that we've done, it works really well, um, just because we didn't wanna give out a discount code. We just we just wanted to do something where we were able to get uh, more people to the listing without having to enter a code, a little bit less friction there, right? So you're gonna have a little bit of a higher conversion rate, and again, it it it's like a full sale, okay? So what we did was we have our email list, which you you talked about possibly building an email list, which I think you should, uh, and that that way there you have that leverage. But here's what we did we went ahead and we said we're going to do a flash sale for the weekend, okay? Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, okay? And we are going to discount it 25%. So what we did was we took 25% off of our current selling price and let's say it was and I'm going to just do some random math here. I think we even rounded it up to where it was 5 bucks. So it was at least a $5 savings, right? So let's just say it was $25 product we did it for 20, whatever it is. Okay? It's probably not the right math, but you get the idea, right? So Normally sells for 25. We're gonna give 25% discount. We wanna make sure that, that, that it is a legit at least 25% discount. So if people go, oh wait, it's that's not, we wanna make sure that the math works out. And then we basically set our price on our listing for that sale price, okay? So now the sale price is $19.99, okay? So now what we do is we email our list and we send them three emails. The first email is, hey guys, Happy Friday. Today, we're having an amazing fishing pole sale on all of our fishing poles, right? For this weekend, it's going to be 25% off, you know, our fishing pole or our, our, our top selling fishing pole. You can get it this weekend here. Click the link. Go ahead and grab it. Love you guys. Bye. Happy fishing, right? That's it. Okay second email would be the following day. Hey guys, just checking back in. Want to remind you of our flash sale that we're having this weekend, a celebration for how awesome you guys are. And hopefully you guys can catch more fish with the, with the new pole and save a little money in the meantime. Here's the link again. Have a great weekend. Send me any pictures of your biggest fish this weekend, something like that. Right. And then you are going to send one on the last day on Sunday, and you're going to have a subject line of something like last chance. And then, uh, and then you send them that email and then in the email, it would say, just wanted to give you a heads up. The flash sale is ending, you know, tonight at midnight. If you do not, uh, or if you didn't get it already, go ahead, you know, make sure that you get your fishing pole for this discount. It'll be ending at midnight. Um, and after that, it'll be back to regular price, something like that. So we sent three emails Okay, one of them was telling them about the sale. The second one was reminding them about the sale and probably even put in the PS that this will end on Sunday. And then on the last email, it would be just, hey, time's running out. We're gonna be ending this deal, right? So by doing that, we're sending people directly to our listing, but they've already opted in. So we've already done that whole thing, right? They've already given us their email address. So We don't have to worry about that. We know that they're qualified, you know, potential buyers. And then from there, they're going to our listing and they don't have to enter a code. All they got to do is click buy now. And then they get it at the discount. And then Monday morning, we can go ahead and bring our price back to $25, no coupon, nothing. Okay. And then Amazon looks at looks at it like it's a real sale or a, a regular price sale or just a sale without a discount code. Okay, so that's one way that you could kind of get around it. But again, we use all of these kind of strategies and techniques throughout because again, we have a mixture, right? We have some that we'll do a code because if we're doing a code, a lot of times we're going to uh, we're going to grab an email address in the meantime. So if we're running Facebook ads, we're going to run that Facebook ad to a landing page, which I've talked about before, and then in exchange for their email, they'll get the coupon code. And then that's where we would have a coupon code on the other page, all right? So that's, again, I know it's a little long-winded there, but that's how we do it. That's what I suggest you do or anyone else that's thinking about, well, I'm doing these, these promotions and I wanna get reviews. Well, number one, you need a follow-up sequence in place no matter what, no matter where that sale comes from, you want a, uh, you know, a follow-up sequence in place and that is done for us, we use Sales Backer. Uh, so again, if you guys want to check that out, I'll, I'll drop a link in the, uh, in the show notes, you guys can check that out. Uh, that's uh theAmazingSeller.com forward slash salesbacker. You can go there directly and get a, I believe it's a 60-day free trial without even entering your credit card. So definitely check that out. And yes, I am an affiliate for salesbacker, good friends with Chris Guthrie, the developer of that and the creator. Um, but it's a, it's a great product. Um, but you'll also get, like I said, 60 days free trial, no credit card. Check that out. If you're not doing that, I would definitely, definitely start that follow-up sequence immediately. Um, so that's what I would do. Okay. That's what I would do is I would set up that follow-up regardless. I would drive sales from all different angles and the reviews will start to come. Okay. Whether they come from a discount code that you it doesn't really matter to me. Um, to me, it just matters. I'm going to be getting sales. I'm going to be ranking. And eventually I'm going to start getting those reviews. All right. And it all goes back to, like picking the right product for low competition, a good market, all that stuff. Um, all of this stuff, by the way, too, we talk in our brand new training, Product Discovery Bootcamp. So I'll give a little shameless plug there. It's an amazing uh, brand new training that we created. Um, it's a it's a three-week training. Definitely check that out if you're stuck in that and you want to figure that out. ProductDiscoveryBootcamp.com. Check that out. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to the last question of the day and we will wrap this up and you guys can get out there and start taking some action what do you say let's do it
3: hey scott sam tuning in from pennsylvania um just finished episode 406 man i love how you say that you feel like you're just starting out even though you're 400 episodes in um super inspiring to me and um question for you so um it's about it's been about a four month journey with me for amazon and um, my main competitor, uh, has a very specified product. It's the, um, very close to what I just sourced. And, um, what I'm concerned with is they have about four other spoof listings. So they have, uh, four other listings with a, with a name that's not their brand name, but it's sort of similar to it. And after some further research, I've found out that, uh, They're selling through um, like an online retailer, it looks like, like sort of like a Dick's Sporting Goods for Amazon where these uh, other brand names are selling multiple products. Um, That sort of concerned me and maybe that's the reason why they're doing such high numbers and they don't really have any other competition. I'm going to be the first one with a product that's very similar to theirs um, with a listing up. So I want to see if you had any advice for me and um, I'll send you the product so you can take an in-depth look at it Um, thank you so much for the advice you've been giving me and, uh, you know, looking forward to listening to the next episode.
0: Hey Sam, thank you so much for the question. And uh, yes, I, you're right. It does feel like I'm just getting started here. And uh, the time of this recording, it is uh, well, we're 496 now. So yeah, we're trucking along over here. But yeah, I mean, I'm learning every day, right along, you guys, and uh, and I enjoy every minute of it. And I'm not going to stop learning. I'm just going to keep uh, keep doing and and keep learning and keep sharing. Um, that is the plan. That is the goal. Um, all right. So let's talk about this. And there's a lot of different things. We We could be talking about as far as like questions that I would ask you, but for the most part, we're just talking about competition. Now, if someone is coming in or if that one brand is creating like fake accounts to list their product, that's a whole nother animal. And eventually Amazon will figure that out. So I wouldn't worry about that. I don't think that's what you're talking about. I think what you're kind of talking about is like there's a brand and then there's a retailer that's selling like multiple types of products, almost like retail arbitrage. So if I was selling retail arbitrage on my account, I could have Nike, I could have Adidas, I could have fishing poles, I could have like all different stuff, right? Like I could have a variety of different things, different brands, it wouldn't matter. So I could totally sell that. Um, So that could be kind of what we're talking about here as far as the competition. The competition is just reselling other people's brands. That might be the case. Like you said, like an online retailer. A lot of times that stuff doesn't really concern me. Even people ask me, like, are you concerned that Amazon is competing on first page with your result or, you know, with the results of what is found on that page. And the answer is not unless they're dominating the entire page, right? And I got to look at the numbers because a lot of times the optimization there for the bigger retailers are not there. A lot of retailers just slap up a listing and call it a day, right? So you got to look at that stuff and ask yourself, does it really concern you? right? Does it really concern you that there's three other retailers selling a product that's similar to yours? And that would be the other question. It's similar to yours, but it's not yours. What will make yours stand out? What will make yours better? If you're going after just price, that's risky. All right. So if you're like, the only way that I'm going to win here is I got to undercut these, these guys, that's a problem. All right. And I do not want to see you do that. Um, I actually just did a video that I posted on YouTube talking about one of the big mistakes that a lot of new sellers make is they don't think about the price of what it would be like if they had to bring their price down. So here's what I mean. Let's say, for example, you're like, okay, they're selling it for $20, but I think I could sell it for 30. Well, the big word there is think you think you can which is fine and you might very well be able to do that and that would be phenomenal right but you got to say i need to do my pricing on if i was to sell it for $25 or $20 and then base my decision on those numbers now if you said well there's no way i would make money at 20 or 25 then that's probably a red flag. You probably don't want to go in to that market with that type of product. Now, I'm not saying you can't go into that market, just not with that product. All right. Uh, now, uh, again, going back to like the competition, I always look at it this way. Like if, if I'm going against like someone like that, like a major retailer or something like that, a lot of times the optimization isn't there. It's like, you know what? There's going to be competition. It doesn't matter if I open up a bar down the road you know, or a micro brew pub, like they're they're popping up all over the place. Like you know, like, am I gonna really worry about it? Well, I might think how am I gonna be different? How am I gonna be unique in in this, you know, in this neighborhood, right? And it's, it's the same idea that you have to do here. You like how is your product going to be better? How is your customer journey going to be better that people after they buy your product? Like those are the things that you need to ask yourself. Are you going to have an email list that you can drive sales that that way uh, you can rank easier? Are you going to be better at uh, at uh, your pay-per-click than they are? There's all of those things that you can think about that they might not even be doing. So that would be the other question. Are they running pay-per-click? I would, I would want to see that. I would want to see if they are, how aggressive are they? Um, so I would look at those things, but again, it would not really concern me all that much unless I seen that. Let's just say I'm in the supplement market and I see that they're doing like, you know, a hundred free giveaways of their product every day to stay ranked because they're going to do 300 sales a day, right? Like that's happening out there. I don't know if you guys know that, but there's, there's, You know, big brands out there that are basically giving away 100 units just to spike the algorithm to keep their rank, so they can sell 300 units a day. It's that's part of their budget. Like, I don't want to deal with that. I don't think you want to deal with that. Um, I don't think that's the case here, but that's that's what we're dealing with. Okay, so that's why we go after products that sell 10, 15, 20 a day because a lot of the major players they they don't even want to monkey around with those small sales, right? And then they're not going to. We're not going to have to compete in that black hat, gray hat type world. All right. So hopefully this helped you. Um, I, again, I'll give you the advice I gave my partner recently. Put your head down and focus and just keep taking action. Like don't even worry about it. Just head down, focus, take action. Just do it. Like let's just keep going and and launch that product, launch another product and launch another product and launch another product. And then pretty soon it's, it doesn't even matter about that one product necessarily because all of them are going to kind of work together. Um, All right. So Hopefully that helped you. All right, guys, that was a little long winded today. Ascot sessions. When I first started these, they were supposed to be like 15 minutes and I was going to be out. Um, they, they end up being sometimes longer than regular episodes, just because I rant a little bit in the beginning, which I asked you guys if you guys were cool with that. And a majority, I would say a, a really high majority of you said, yes, keep them coming. So definitely um, I'll I'll keep them coming. But that's what takes up a little bit of time. But I enjoy doing it as well. So to remind you guys, if you want to ask a question, all you have to do is head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash ask, and you can do it there. Record a voicemail, leave your first name, maybe where you're tuning in from, and maybe how long you've been listening to the show. That would be pretty cool, too. And then the show notes can be found at TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash 496, and I'll have all the links, the resources there for you. Um, I'll link up to the list building training that we've done there, the free training. I'll also link out to the uh, Product Discovery Bootcamp, which is our brand new training, which I'm really, really excited about. So I'll link all that stuff up, all right? So guys, that is going to wrap it up officially here today. Hopefully you guys are fired up. Hopefully you guys got a ton of energy. And uh, I'm gonna leave you with what I usually leave you with. I want you guys to remember that I am here for you and I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go out there and dream big.